You are Locked On NBA Draft, your daily podcast on the NBA Draft, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. BuiltBar.com. What is up? What is up? You are listening to Locked On NBA Draft. I'm your host, Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies. And today's episode did not go as planned. I thought I had it done. I thought I had a guy that is a consensus top five pick in the 2021 NBA draft. I thought I had him lined up to be a guest. I reached out to his people and it was blocked by the agent. I guess it is the equivalent of making a nice move, getting to the basket and Rudy Gobert or Joel Embiid or Giannis comes out of nowhere and rejects it. Maybe even a tumble. Mountain Mahas. <laughs> but it's not all doom and gloom because it is officially NBA playoff season. This is one of my favorite times of the year. This is the time of year where I guess whatever little social life I have, non-existent because so many matchups I'm looking forward to. So this episode will be a little bit different as I give a few of my thoughts on the NBA playoffs. And in the second segment, I want to talk about a few of the guys that I've had a chance to watch their workouts live here in Dallas, Texas. And in the last segment, I want to give my thoughts or my opinion on the Basketball Africa League that just started this weekend. But let's talk about these NBA playoffs. In both conferences, I feel like the 3-6 and 4-5 matchups will be must-see TV. In the West, you got the Denver Nuggets versus the Portland Trailblazers. The rumors are out there that Terry Stotts is done if the Blazers don't advance far in the playoffs, so that's something to look out for, especially when you have a Denver team that has played well without Jamal Murray, but if you lose to Denver without their second-best player, it's it's pretty much a wrap for Terry Stotts. Then you got the 4-5 matchup, which is the Dallas Mavericks and the Los Angeles Clippers. I mean, the Clippers, I probably should have mentioned the Clippers before the Mavericks, but living in Dallas, I feel like a lot of Mavs fans thought that a healthy Kristaps Porzingis gets the Mavs over the Clippers last year. Well, guess what? Now, you know, all those checks that you wrote, you got to cash them in because as of today, which, you know, is important, as of today, Porzingis is somewhat healthy. He'll be playing. The Clippers rested their guys, so they should be healthy. So we should have a healthy 4-5 matchup. And let's see if the Mavs can beat the Clippers. I mean, imagine if the Los Angeles Clippers lose in the first round. I mean, (laughs) Balmer will be, woo! I can't even imagine the shade of red his face would be if the Clippers lose in the first round. Dallas, if they lose in the first round, I... Don't know if I see a lot of changes there. But in the East, you have the Knicks and the Hawks meeting in the first round in a 4-5 matchup. I don't think there's a single person in the world that would have predicted a 4-5 matchup featuring the Knicks and the Hawks. And what's crazy is if you think about it, the winner is going to go to the second round. So either a Julius Randle or a Trey Young team is going to be in the second round. 
which, like I said, I don't think anyone would have predicted that. But then you can arguably say that the Miami versus Milwaukee matchup is probably the highlight of the first round because if you're Milwaukee and you lose in the first round, Bud is, is gone. I mean, I think he'll be in the same predicament as Terry Stotts. But if you're Miami and you lose in the first round, now if the rumors are true, and I can't confirm that they are, it's just something I read, but if Miami did not trade for James Harden because the package featuring Tyler Hero was too much, then that looks like a pretty big mistake because Harden, before he got hurt, I felt like it was having an MVP caliber season, which is expected because James Harden is an MVP caliber type player. And in my opinion, and maybe I'm a little bit biased because I'm such a James Harden fan, you do not pass on James Harden for Tyler Hero. That's just my opinion. But either way, I feel like this Miami versus Milwaukee series is going to be one of the best first-round series that we've seen in a while. I haven't even mentioned the play-in game. I mean, we got the Los Angeles Lakers versus the Golden State Warriors, Braun versus Steph. We've seen them meet in the NBA Finals, but now this is for, for seeding. And then the winner takes on Phoenix, which I'm curious to see what happens if, let's say, it's a Phoenix Suns versus Los Angeles Lakers first round. And let's say the Lakers win. And I'm not a Lakers fan by any means. They've done too much damage to my Portland Trailblazers. So I'm not a Lakers fan. But let's say the Lakers beat the Suns in a first round playoff matchup. And the Suns are the second seed. I wonder, does that have an impact on Chris Paul's free agency this summer? Now, I know that he has a, a player option, and it's for like $44 million or something like that off the top of my head, which is a lot of money, a lot of money that I could never imagine making. But does he opt out and then go to L.A. to play with his friend? I don't know. I'm just thinking off the top of my head. But yeah, I'm looking forward to the NBA playoffs this year. I'm looking forward to... What I feel like is a wide open race. I mean, you got Philly and Brooklyn are the two top seeds in the East. I'd love to see a Philly versus Brooklyn Eastern Conference Finals. You know, you got James Harden versus Daryl Morey, or I guess you can even say you got James Harden and Mike D'Antoni versus Daryl Morey. I mean, you have Kevin Durant back in the playoffs for the first time since leaving Golden State. And then let, let's not even mention whatever issue Kyrie decides to bring up in the week, which... You know what? I've been critical of Kyrie before. I mean, I guess not on like my podcast, but with my friends. But I actually like what Kyrie's doing. I mean, he's using his platform to bring awareness to things that he really cares about. And if he was playing bad basketball right now, then I think that would overshadow everything he's doing. But he's playing great. You can't knock how he's playing on the court. I mean, I think he's like either the eighth or ninth player in NBA history to have a 50-40-90 season. And he's using that success on the court to bring awareness to whatever issues that he feels like is on his mind this week. Again, it's it's just my opinion about that. But yeah, I'm looking forward to the NBA playoffs. I feel like the race is wide open. We got the defending champion. Actually, we have the two teams that were in the finals last year, dealt with injuries. Maybe it's related to the short offseason that they had, but... I can't think of a year off the top of my head where the two teams that went to the finals are the seven and six seed, or the Lakers would be the seven seed at, at best. So, like I said, really looking forward to this. But when I return, I want to talk about a few of the players that I've had a chance to watch with my own eyes, and I give you my opinion on how I think they looked.
BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball's in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info from all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and even UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop, mobile device, and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs, especially the NBA playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports books experts. Promo code locked on. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, how worried should Lakers fans be about their road back to the finals? Now, I'm a Blazers fan, and I hope they're super worried. But, all right, let me get back into it. Get more sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, in this segment, I wanted to talk about a few of the players that I've had a chance to watch. The past week, I've been driving around Dallas going to see different workouts and seeing if I can get some exclusive content. If you haven't visited my YouTube channel, go to youtube.com, obviously youtube.com, but if you go to NBA Draft Junkies on youtube.com, you see a video where I did of Kofi Cockburn, and I was impressed by his workout. Cockburn is a massive human being. Like, on TV, I know he's big. I know he's a big dude, but in person, He's a really big dude, as crazy as that may sound, but that is the only way I can describe. He's like seven foot, maybe 280 pounds. He's a throwback big, but he's pretty agile. He's an explosive athlete for his size. What was interesting to me is that he's been working on his range, which is not shocking, but it's the ball handling. He's been working on his ball handling not necessarily to be a ball handler or push the break, not saying he's gonna be like a Draymond Green, but one of the things that I've learned is that a a big working on his ball handling, especially the, the coordinated ball handling and footwork drills, is very important as far as improving footwork and foot speed and coordination, especially in today's NBA because bigs are gonna to have to defend out on the perimeter in space. So if you get a chance to look at the video, you'll see a lot of drills. You'll see him doing in and outs and crossovers. And you're probably like, what in the world is he doing? But there's a method to the madness. And that, again, like I said, he's working on his footwork. Oh, and I forgot to mention that. They're working out with Tyler Ralph. Tyler is somebody that I've known for years. Great dude. I mean, I've met a lot of pretty shady individuals in this basketball business. Tyler is not one of them, always been a stand-up guy, always been, you know, just great to not only me, but a lot of the players that he's worked with. He's given me an open door to come and watch his workouts and even film. So shout out to Tyler Ralph at Tyler Ralph Basketball. But yeah, as far as Cockburn, I see some progression and some improvements in his shot. I'm not saying that he's going to be a floor spacer anytime soon, but if he can knock down a 15-foot or at least space the floor and, you know, within a few years develop into a, a decent spot-up shooter, then I think that could go a long way into his development. I've been pretty impressed with what I've seen from him. 
he's, he's looked good. Like I said, massive individual, explosive. And I, I think that he, there's a chance that he can hear his name called on draft day. Another player that I've had a chance to watch is Drew Timmy. And the one-on-one battles between Drew and Kofi Cockburn have been pretty fun to watch. They're pretty spirited, very competitive. Now, Drew has not, at least to my knowledge, put his name in the NBA draft. He has until May 30th to declare. But if he doesn't, I honestly think that he'll be the favorite to win player of the year. Gonzaga has retooled with three five-star recruits. I mean, who would have ever thought that Gonzaga or Gonzaga, however you say it, maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong. So if I'm pronouncing it wrong, do not jump in my DMs telling me that I don't know how to pronounce it. But this is a school that is, I guess you could say it's in a mid-major conference. And they are getting the recruits. I mean, three five-star recruits. They got arguably the number one player in Chet Holmgren. You got Hunter Silas, who's a hometown hero in a sense. He's from my hometown, Omaha, Nebraska. Shout out to Hunter and his mom, Jessica. And then they just added uh, another five-star that whose name slips my mind right now. But as far as Drew, he's, like I say, he's working out here in Dallas. He's also been working on his ball handling and outside shooting. And for Drew, I think that, and I had a chance to mention it to him, it's going to be tough, in my opinion, for him to duplicate the season that he had this year. He had a very impressive sophomore season. But if he can come back and knock down open shots and become a more reliable three-point shooter, then I think that will help his draft stock. That's if he decides to go back to school. You never know. He could stay in the draft. Hopefully, I can get a podcast interview or get some exclusive information for you. But I've liked what I've seen out of Drew. I think he's looked good. Even though, like I mentioned in a previous podcast, that he's not a guy that is really going to wow you in a workout because he's a gamer. When the lights are on, you see the best out of Drew Timmy. And a lot of times these workouts are good for showcasing athleticism. They're good for showcasing guys that are really good shooters. But we've all seen guys that are workout warriors. We've seen guys who have had their stock increase tremendously due to having good workouts. And a lot of the workouts are like controlled by the agency, which is only to highlight what the player is already good at. So in my opinion, I I don't think Drew is a guy that's going to really, really just be super impressive in a workout. But when you watch his film and you get a chance to like, see his touch and his footwork, put it like this. I'm just saying Drew's at his best when the lights are on, when there's butts in the seats, and when the game matters. He's more so of a gamer than a workout warrior. However, I mean, the shot has looked good. I'll be honest. The shot has has looked good. And if he comes back to Gonzaga and he improves his range as a three-point shooter, I think it can definitely help his draft stock. Another player that I've had a chance to watch is Max A. Smith. And Max has an incredible story. I'm hoping that I get him on the podcast to tell his story. If you don't know the name, he was the NCAA's leading scorer, averaged 24 points per game, shot 42% from three on a ridiculous eight attempts per game. Probably the most unheralded or underrated player in this draft class. I mean, I just go, not even with this draft class, let's just talk about the 2019 
recruiting class out of Dallas. It was a class that had Tyrese Maxey, RJ Hampton, I think Davion Harmon was in that class. And I've seen A. Smith ranked as low as number 71. I want to say the highest I've seen him ranked is number 34. And this is not in the nation. This is in the state of Texas. There's a publication that had him ranked as the 71st player in the state of Texas. And in just two years after being ranked the number 72, 71 ranked player in Texas, not the country, in Texas, he led the nation in scoring. So I really don't know if he is a, a late bloomer or if he is someone that was just underrated that everybody was sleeping on. As far as like in a workout, he's shown everything that I expected to see from a guy that led the nation in scoring. He's shown good shooting. He's shown great touch. As far as like an NBA workout, I'd expect him to shoot lights out and I'd expect him to really impress teams in the interview process. But, you know, there's going to be a lot of questions about his size and some may question whether he plays a or just his overall NBA fit as far as his position. But to me, that's nothing new. I'm sure he had the same questions or concerns coming out of high school, which is the reason why he was not highly regarded and I mean like I said a great story looking forward to possibly having him on or I shouldn't even say that hopefully having him on to tell his story because I, I think that you know he has a a great story and you know I want to figure out was he underrated or is he a late bloomer and it's probably a combination of both also attending these workouts is Marcus Garrett from Kansas just finished a, a four-year career if you know Marcus Garrett, he was the Defensive Player of the Year in 2019-20. And defense is going to be his calling card. That's what's going to help get him in the NBA door. But if he can consistently knock down outside shots, I think that will determine how long he stays. I personally, I, I knew he was a good athlete, but I feel like I underestimated his athleticism and explosiveness. It's really stood out to me in person. He has the size and competitiveness to be a, you know, a multi-positional defender. But everything is back to his ability to shoot the ball. If he can knock down open shots, then he could, he could stick in the NBA. So far from what I've seen, I, I feel like the shot has improved. And the last player that I want to talk about is a guy that's under the radar. I think that he has a chance to really make a name for himself if he gets an opportunity to work out in front of NBA teams. It is TJ Starks from Cal State Northridge. He averaged nearly 22 points a game, also shot 36% from three on a respectable five attempts per game. He is a strong and physical player. He's about 6'2", 200 pounds, but he moves like a man a lot smaller, has a great combination of power and finesse. And it's not a guy that was just putting up big numbers at a small school. He was a productive player at Texas A&M before transferring. I think he's definitely a sleeper that I believe could raise some eyebrows if he gets a chance to work out in front of NBA teams, like I said. And if you didn't know the names and, you know, it was just player A, player B, player C, and out of all the guys that I mentioned, if you watched the workout, you'd have a hard time determining who is the best player one through five because TJ has looked as impressive or even more impressive than all the players that I've mentioned. So he's the name to look out for. Now, when I return, I'll give you my thoughts on the opening day of the Basketball Africa League. Now, if you're new to the podcast or the Locked On Network, you've probably heard about Built Bar. 
But if you're not, you know that we've been telling you about Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is this amazing, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing, highlight and emphasis on amazing tasting protein bar. But what makes it special, it is 100% chocolate on each and every bar. Yes, you heard me right. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but you gotta check out the different flavors. You got coconut almond, mint brownie, salted caramel, raspberry, peanut butter brownie, regular coconut. For those that don't like the almonds, there's double chocolate, there's cookies and cream, there's cherry barcia, and I'll be the first to admit, I have never heard of a barcia. I don't even know what a barcia is, but all I know is all the built bars taste good. So I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say the cherry barcia is great. If I had to choose which was my favorite, I would say the peanut butter brownie. And again, this is a protein bar, but it has chocolate on each and every bar. I think you like it. I'm a personally a fan. So you can go to builtbar.com or at bar underscore built on Twitter. Now remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next or even your first order. This is LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order at builtbar.com. Please check it out. I'm telling you, I, I can't emphasize enough. It's a protein bar. That's good for you but it has 100% chocolate on each and every bar, and I just mentioned all the different flavors. So again, BuiltBar.com, LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. RockAuto.com is a family business that has been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com and shop for auto parts and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic car, your daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks and they'll be delivered directly to your door. RockAuto.com catalog is a catalog that I've had a chance to look at. It's pretty easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle. You can choose the brand specifications and the prices that you prefer. I'd say the most important thing that I like is that the prices at rockauto.com are always pretty low or reliably low. And it's pretty much the same for the professionals as it's for like the do-it-yourselfers. So you can get a really good rate. And why spend up to twice as much money for the same exact parts? I've had my fair share of stories where I could buy a tire at you know a tire store and then that same exact tire would be a lot more if i went to the dealership so this is what rockauto.com is really good at is pretty much helping you save money so go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car your truck now be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA Draft with the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. We'll have scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and just full coverage four days a week from credentialed draft experts like myself. Follow Locked On NBA Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Yeah, lastly, I want to talk about the Basketball Africa League. <sighs> I'm kind of disappointed because I was hoping and planning to be there. I thought I was going to be there and do some scouting. And I just, honestly, I just had a hard time getting in contact with people in the league office. And all I really wanted to know was, could I get a credential? I wanted to see if I could get a credential so I didn't have to pay for games. Ended up finding out at the last minute that there was going to be limited credentials. And it was like a bubble setting. I would have had to get tested every day for COVID. And I wouldn't be able to do much other than watch the games and go to the hotel. I'm a big time traveler. I've been to probably, I want to say 22 or 23 different countries. And one of my favorite things to do is explore. So it kind of would have, I don't know, I guess ruined my experience if I only would have been able to watch basketball and not necessarily get a chance to see the city or feel the energy of the city. So I ended up choosing not to go. But then I found out today that they're selling tickets and the tickets are in like the, I guess the equivalent of the 100 section at NBA arena. And they were for 10,000 Rwandan, Rwandan francs. I'm probably saying that wrong, which is the equivalent of nine US dollars. So I'm like, I could have just went to the games without a credential, paid my way in for like nine bucks. I mean, I've paid more than that to attend high school basketball games in Dallas. Matter of fact, I paid $15 to attend a semi-pro game a few weeks ago. But with all that being said, there was one game yesterday. It was the Patriots versus the, I don't know, it was the team from Rwanda versus the team from Nigeria, which featured J. Cole, the, the Rwandan team, I should say, featured J. Cole, who would not be confused for NBA prospects, but he... You know, he's living out his dream. Just dropped the album. I'm not a big J. Cole fan. I probably listened to a couple songs. Actually, you know what? The first track on the album I listened to, I thought it was going to have Cameron on it, and it didn't. And I don't know. I, I guess I'll, I'll listen to it in a few days. But I'm really interested in the Basketball Africa League. I'm hoping that it is a league that I can, you know, just kind of get on early and in the early stages and be an expert of the league. I think Africa has a wealth of talent and a lot of the top African players have had to leave the country or the continent, I should say, to get exposure. And if the Basketball Africa League gives these guys a platform to where they can stay on the continent and they can develop there as opposed to going to Spain, Italy, or even the United States, I think it would be great. And also, I feel like it puts a lot of pressure, and you may think I'm crazy here, but I feel like it puts a lot of pressure on the grassroots system in the United States, because I think overall we'll always have the most talent and we'll have the most naturally gifted athletes. But if the players from Africa can get the same type of fundamentally sound training as the players in Europe to match with their athleticism, then I feel like you're going to see a lot more Joel Embiid's, Pascal Siakam's and elite level African prospects in the future. So I'm really looking forward to scouting the Basketball Africa League. And follow me on Twitter, Barlow500. I will be tweeting a lot about the Basketball Africa League because, again, I feel like this is an opportunity for me to really make my niche and, and maybe even have a Basketball Africa League podcast. Well, that wraps up this episode of Locked On NBA Draft. Once again, it's your host, Rafael Barlow. And I'm out.